Sub family, thank you so much for tuning in today. I hope that you had a great week and I hope that you are dealing well with your mental health because man, the tricks that our mind is playing on us right now is oh so real. So make sure you stay in touch with yourself and make sure you give a love to other people. Our topic today is going to be Detroit hip hop. And on the grill, we got Jay Dilla. We're going to talk about him. And you know that I love setting up every episode with a quote that lays the groundwork for an interesting and provocative conversation. So here is the quote. We hope for better things. It shall arise from the ashes. And that comes from Father Gabriel Roberts. And I think that that sets us up nicely to talk, express, relate, and connect with our special guest today, DJ Butter. <laughs> what's up, DJ Butter? What's up? What's up? How y'all doing? <laughs> oh, man, we doing good, man, out here. That's what's up. Considering you know, um, it's just been tough everywhere in terms of just yes. no place to hide, you know? Right, right. Normally we get an opportunity to lick our wounds and then get back in the game, but now you gotta lick your wounds, fight the fight and stand there in the middle of it all. So um, it's a whole new ball game for us. And- uh, You're so right. You know, that's why I wanted to talk to you because I know you're ready for the game because you continue to move forward and continue to create and respect the legacy that is laid before you. And I was really excited when I sent you that DM. I was like, dude, I want to get down with you. And you was like, well, so here we go. It wasn't no managers. It wasn't no three people that I had to talk to. You just a genuine dude, man, and genuine people. Thank you. Thank Uh, you. So it's definitely not about the notoriety over here. It's about people that's really trying to do great things and staying focused within it. So that's what we about over here. So what to man what you been up to well uh actually i'm i'm in detroit right now i've been back and forth from here to the west coast um just just coming back here in detroit to to complete some projects and you know kind of motivate my friends before the winter time happens and people move slower so i've been working on some new music and some documentary stuff Mm -hmm. you know just just getting people involved with you know what i'm doing and what i see from being in the west coast back and forth i'm just trying to bring my, my people out there as well, you know. Right. So just right. building building for next year, you know. Yeah, getting ready for 2022. Cause I'm telling you the way time is flying right now, it just seemed like wow, you know, right. we're already, you know, in it's just like summer was over so quickly and now we're the last quarter of the year. And it's just right. like, this is go time. Like if you You're were so right. around you got to try to get it in this last quarter of the year. You so right. The first thing I wanted to ask you is how did you get involved in hip hop? Well, uh, coming up, I mean, you know, uh, just being in my grandma's living room and her letting me listen to, to my own station, 
Mm-hmm. You know, she had a church radio stuff going on all day. She either would have that going on or the Tigers game. Right. So it, the complete day would be her just listening to the radio. And then, I, you know, it, it got to a point where she let me listen to the radio. Okay. So once, uh, you know, I started listening to the radio, FM 98, and you start hearing Curtis Blow on the radio, and Christmas rapping and, and the breaks. You know, that's that was kind of my first wind of it. You know, just her letting me have my moment with her radio. And then once I got that moment and her, you know, what I was inspired by, it just it just clicked in, like, you know, because all my friends was kind of hip, you know, but to hear it through a rap form, you know, coming up on Pearson Avenue, my friends was, you know, always in the fashion and things like that, but to hear it in a rap form through through the radio, it just all clicked. And then once, once I seen Jam Master J and Run DMC and, and that Rockbox video, it all kind of made sense from there. Right, know? right. And so you had gotten your um, your first turntable around 14 years old that your daddy gave to you, right? Right. Yes. Yes. How did that inspire you to? you know, get into hip hop because such a young age, I mean, your dad definitely seen something in you that let him know that he had to give you something to continue to move forward in your creativity. So tell me what that first tone table was. I know, I think it was a techniques or something, but I'm not sure. It was a belt drive turntable, you know, my grandma, her her stereo system had a turntable on it, so I I try to sneak. And once I heard Jam Master J and all the AJ Fresh and Curtis Blow, I try to sneak and scratch on her turntable. Right. So my father, he you know he eventually started to let me use mess with his equipment. Mm-hmm. So he was already in the music, um, being a drum major in Montford High School. Okay. Um, you know, I guess that I, his bloodline kind of streamed through me and. You know, just the, the art of uh, seeing him have a reel to reels and, and tambourines and you know turntables. It was like it was it was our escapism. It seemed like just me being around him. And, you know, his his break from work was listening to his music. You know, and it it it, it kind of got embedded in me. And you know, my brothers they do certain certain things that other traits that he has that's mm-hmm. not music related. So I kind of took the music side, you know, and um, just ran with it and, and, and kind of spread that whole energy of, um, you know, w- what I was able to be access- accessible to, to to my friends who wasn't. Right. You know, just, you know, coming up in Highland Park High School, um, Hi- Highland Park area, all my friends that was in high school, you know, they um, middle school, they all, they all kind of, took a page from my father not having fathers yeah so I, I was able to share my father and you know whatever he gave me I was able to share it that was that was dear to me because I was losing a lot of friends real young you know yeah yeah so tell me a little bit about the Howland Park area of Detroit in terms of where it's at in the city and kind of what it is like out there well, uh, Highland Park uh, is it's, it's the home of the Model T cars where they, they built the first cars here in Michigan. Okay. It's, it's, it's in the middle of um, 
east and west. We right in the middle of Detroit. Oh, okay. So it's it's um it's the home of Donald Goins, um, where Donald Goins got a lot of his his dialogue for his books and his, his lifestyle and things like that. Um, you know, it's it's you know coming up, it was it was Chrysler was around here, so it was the car factory and things like that. So once the the car factory closed, it left the uh, everybody jobless, left the the neighborhood a little more abandoned. People start burning their homes down for insurance and things like that. So um, Highland Park was it. Coming up, it was like a Brady Bunch situation, but it mm-hmm. it changed so drastically after you know the car factory was ripped out. You know, kind of it kind of took the pride away from our parents. You know, yeah, and their inability to be able to provide for their family. Right, and right. Um, it just seems like Detroit in general has been you know struggling to get back to some sort of prominence as it refers to balance and employment and some sort of fairness, right. you know, amongst being inclusive with different races and things like that. So I just right. was interested to see or to hear how it was then versus how it is now. And we're, yeah, not- we're the same thing, really. Yeah, it's now it's like a, a tornado ripped through Highland Park and 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 tore the rest of it up, you know. And, and it's people is just really, they it's a lot of hopeful people over here. They mm-hmm. and it's still like a neighborhood, you know. But yeah. it, me coming up and, and seeing a house on every block, you know, houses on every block. Some of these blocks don't even have but two houses on, wow. three houses on them. So you know, it's it's something, you know. Yeah, yeah. So the first thing that I want to talk to you, you did a like a mixtape in 2015 called Kill the DJ. And um, I just love it. I mean, it just has touched every cool hip hop dude that was out at that time, artists or whatever, not necessarily out at that time, but it was a great collection of different artists. Tell me how you put that project together as far as the artists you chose and why did you name it Kill the DJ? Uh, that Kill the DJ came out in, in early 2000s. Um, and I, it was really a, a stab at the DJs on the radio. Okay. Like, Let's say, here's my talented friends. Y'all don't see them, you know, get to know them from my my hand. Right. You know, because um, you, you're not really instilling hope in, in my friends when you don't, we can't wake up and listen to Detroit music. Right. You know, Motown is, you know, we can go to California and listen to Motown music and, and you, you realize how beautiful your city is and things like that. But we can't really wake up to that. You know, it's not, it's not like, uh, you know, we have Hitsville, but it's not like a, a, a dramatic school for, uh, you know, arts and dance or the Temptations business class or, or foundation or things like that. So, you know, it's not a lot of that. So I really, our generation of rap folks, like whether it was Eminem or Royster 59 you know, I seen that talent kind of early, you know, just going to the hip hop spots. And just, just really, just not being a selfish DJ, right? You know what I'm saying, and, and um, 
it, back then it, it was just important to me to say, okay, well, I got a lot of gym shoes. I won't buy no more today. Let me <laughs> let me go ahead and, and spend two hundred on my friend. Yeah, take him in the studio, empower him. You know, and then let's start a domino effect of that. You know, and you know, just the art of um me being wanting to be a DJ. It was like coming up. My father was like, "Why you don't want to be Jam Master? I mean, why you want to be Jam Master J? Why you don't want to be Run? You know, Jam right. Master J is in the back. You know, so is the art of proving myself and, and showing that I can produce like an A&R. You know, Jam Master J is hip. He was the guy who brought people together and that. That was my whole approach to everything, even the way I document things and take pictures of my friends and things like that, just to kind of be one up on how my father looked at Ron compared to, to Jam Master J. Right. You know, you know, eventually Jam Master J passed away, you know, because it seemed like he had he had the he had the whole culture in his hand. It seemed like, you know, just the, the art of um. You're being around so much, so many moguls and not really being empowered yourself. And, yeah. you know, the, the way the world changed from 99 to 2000 with digital and, you know, physical copies kind of put a lot of people out of business. So, yeah, that's that was my thing to kind of document things. If I'm dead and gone tomorrow, I'm, somebody can able to dig up my stuff and monetize it and put it up on whether it's a picture or video or some music. You know, because that, that was always important to me. I lost my first rap buddy at 15 years old, mm-hmm. you know, to trying to sell drugs out here and get killed. Right. So, you know, it was like I was running out of time, you know, after that. So I just, I try to empower people and, and show, show, tell my friends how great they are, you know, if they're rich or not. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. That's why I was so excited to be able to talk to somebody like you, you know, because this business is so selfish a lot of time and in our pursuits of trying to be our best or trying to achieve status within this business, a lot of us get lost in that and not realize that the true journey is who we're able to help and assist along the way. That's what ultimately allows you to leave a legacy because you need somebody to be talking about you right, right that's what keeps us alive it's our stories that other people share in our ability to showcase the type of work that we've done while we were here right and i think that you do that kind of work in Thank everything you. that you do it's always so inclusive and always so thought-provoking in far as far as taking yourself out of the equation Yes. And and it just seems like you're not concerned about, oh, am I going to shine in this or, oh, am I going to be the man in this? You're more concerned about the legacy and the importance of the music and the messages within it. And that's what makes you so different, in my opinion, because you've mastered to, to be able to push yourself further because we do things for ourselves. I'm not going to say that we don't, but at the same time, there's a way in which to convey your message. And right. it's totally through the guise of other people. It's totally yeah. through giving someone else a shot or a way of looking things that 
they may have not seen. And that's what I most see through all your work that I've studied and looked at and just looked at some of the things that interest you in the city of Detroit. Um, I also wanted to ask you, what do you think in your opinion, DJ Butter, what is the importance of the DJ in today's hip hop music? Uh, I think um, the DJ is, is if, if you're not if you're not really um, so competitive. If, I think we we are the are the nucleus of, of bringing people together. I, you know you know how rappers can be. You know they so competitive. It's hard for them to collaborate. It's hard for them to really you know say I got peanut butter, you got jelly. You know, and that's where I come in. At. You know what I'm saying? It's it's like, yo, you know, I, you know, I don't. That's my thing. I don't. I never really want to see. I don't want to grow old and see my a lot of my talented buddies not using their talent. And, you know, it's just, uh, and I think I I think I can see a little further than them being so competitive. You know, and trying to figure out their niche in the game, things like that. And, you know, I, I just don't want to. Um, you know how Motown gave us the example that it, it, it we we started here, but it moved and yes. the energy, the 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 hope, the uh, the black spirit, the entrepreneurism. You know, Barry Gordy kind of gave us all that. You know, and you know that's that's my thing as a DJ. Like, okay, you know, I can put my Barry Gordy hat on. You know, you never really see Barry Gordy trying to teach Stevie Wonder how to sing. Or, you know, he just wanted to be the, the, the middleman and say, okay, y'all come here. Y'all getting paid this much an hour. You know, this is what we doing. Right. It, it eventually cracked, but just to instill hope in the hopeless is, is, is my job, you know? Yeah. You know, because it's, it's, we, we, we defeated what our parents saying. Barry Gordy left 20 years ago. That stuff ain't gonna work, you know? And, and we conquer with go get this job, go get this job. So my thing is to make the best out of nothing all the time. You know, it's just, yeah. I don't want to see a lot of my friends working at grocery stores in three years from now, four years from now. Yeah. Cause white America took it and just put it in their pocket and say, yo, we able to monetize it. You know, we, we done took the pride out of y'all cause y'all didn't make no money for you know this type of thing and i'm it's so it's at a rapid rate here you know yeah it is the lights are just going out by the second in terms yeah. of that and a lot of times us in our black culture we are talked out of our talents and gifts mm -hmm. You know, to go work for the grocery store or go get a regular job and not realizing that all we're doing is working on somebody else's dreams, right. and not our own. And later on in life, we figured that out. And it just really, really breaks our heart that we didn't see this movie. Right. You know, you just like the sacrifice that you take to go to work, you have to take that sacrifice to instill your talents and continue to move forward with them. Right. It, so right. it can't be no other way. It's just like, you know, me doing this podcast, this is my passion. 
this is what I want to do. I love to talk to people like you. I love to talk about the human condition and how we can exchange information to help each other. And that's kind of what this platform is to me, to be able to have people like you to come and lend your opinion and, and show others how you're doing and working towards that sort of support for the culture. Because if we don't do it, DJ Butter, who else is? Right. Nobody. So I I just feel like it's necessary, all hands on deck, to figure out a way for us to communicate better, right. for us to understand where our pain comes from initially so that we can handle it better. It's not between me and you, D DJ Butter. It's between me and my circumstances and my experiences. Right. And I have to come to terms with and realize that those are really things that put gas in my engine so that I can go. That's what yeah. it's supposed to be used for, our circumstances. Right. Not to have us go, well, I had a bad circumstances, so I'm out the game. You got to be empowered by those circumstances. Totally. Got through them. Totally. I mean, I, I was DJ. I was actually DJing a party, and my wife was in the hospital losing my daughters, twin daughters. You know, and the fight of that. Then you had to go back to the party and get your equipment out the party. Yeah. I was in the studio watching my mother dead on TV. You know getting pulled out of uh, out of rehabilitation home in a body bag and I had to go get a document that because of foul play and all that stuff and, right. and get back into the, the music mode just so I don't break down yeah just like and the, it's, it's something you and the, and the the things I've been cherishing and collecting it mentally they want me to lose they, they you know it's just like I done made a lot of people rich, you know what I'm saying? And and I'm and so much you gotta go through just to get a crumb of it. Yeah. You know, and it's it's just just protect what you got. If you know how to balance a hundred bucks and <laughs> you can balance a thousand, you can balance ten thousand, you know, and that's what I'm really, really learning because yeah. They get us on our vices, they they give us you know, drugs before they give us empowerment. They, you know, they, especially in this music business, you know, they give us the casting couch before they give us a real contract. Yeah. You know? And try to use the drug, whatever that is, food, totally. liquor, pills, totally. marijuana or whatever, yeah. and, and, and utilize that to pay us instead of the money. Right. And, you know, we got to be just aware of all of that and how powerful we are, not only in the music industry, but just in general. We are the talent. We are right. the flag and we are the voice. Right. And as soon as we recognize that, then the better off we'll be. Totally. You know, um, I also wanted to ask you how you met um, and worked with D12 and what was that experience like? Well, um, I, I came up with, I met Proof, Proof in what, 91, 92. Um, one of my friends from Highland Park would start working with him. He got a whiff of my, my friend passing away. So uh, Proof kind of kind of grabbed to me and said, man, your, your rap buddy died at 15. And said, man, I, I want to be here for you. Let's work. So when, once, once Proof started 
you know, making his rounds and to the hip hop community, that was kind of there every step of the way. Mm-hmm. And then when he got with Eminem and D12, I was already kind of seeing Eminem in the, in the streets trying to sell his music. Right. You know, he he would pull up at the record stores and he have all his clothes in the car, like somebody kicked him out of his house. You wow. know, and and here we are, we going into the record store, learn about consignments. Mm-hmm. You know, shelf space and, and putting your your CDs and tapes on the shelf, and the correct spots to do it, and learn the etiquette to talk to the you know managers of the store. And, and I used to run into them a lot like that. And um, okay, you know, once they got in, in, into the industry, things start changing. I, you know, the it seemed like the the content started changing. You know, it was the control factor of each other started changing and. You know, it was, that's one thing I didn't I didn't like. Um, and I, when I told Fifty Cent, I said, "Yo, we're, we're proof friends. You know, this is what we wanted for proof." Is right. you know, it's like, but I think um, in those times, you know, it's it's just like we we had each other's soul too much to where we didn't really empower each other properly. You know, it was like. Um, it was a lot of soul games with that 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 whole. That's why a lot of those guys, you know, kind of passed away. People got discouraged, and you know, one of my friends that were were there witnessing proof get killed. Um, he'd be pulling up in a minute, and just to see what they're going through is it's a lot, you know. And I I try to be some aid because I don't grew up, you know, watching my mother break down mental institutions, things like that, and mm. you know what I'm been shot at, pistol whipped, all that stuff, you know, so I'm able to be here to talk about it and I'm, you know, and be creative and I'm, you know, just to see what these guys are going through and there's no reimbursement. Yes. Yeah. No, you know, the record labels promising my friends money, you know, from, from mental evaluation and shady records don't come through for them. A lot of little stuff, you know, and, and I, it's just, and it's, it's all like one big it's like we we've been stepped on, you know, yeah. to get, to, you know, Eminem made a song called Stepping Stones, and it, you know, I talked to him about three years ago after not seeing him for so long, and, right? But to to hear that song, it was like, this is what I've been feeling for so long, like, yeah, yeah. you know, don't come around me blowing your cigar in my face. I, I'm not, I can't laugh at every joke. Yeah, I don't know what kind of rituals coming out that cigar. Right. Keep that over there. And, you know, and I recognize that early. That's why I was able to do so much. Yeah. You know, it is. It's, these movies are, are made off my friends back and the, 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 the confidence and all that is made off my friends back. And I, I got to see them like, you know, everything is OK because they done sign some clause that say they can't talk to their dead and things like that. Right. Yeah. You it's, know, that's, it, Hey, you know, maybe I'm talking too much. <laughs> but, oh, I mean, that's what we're here for, dude. Yeah. I just talk about it. Cause. But, you know, I just, I'm not with that. I, I'm just, I, you know, it's just, it's, it's been a race. I don't, I don't feel like I have to pop a pill to sell no music. Yeah. You know? Yeah. If, uh, 
and all the stuff we're going through, I don't need to be lubricated. I need to Not at see all. what's going on. And that's mm. the thing. I think for so long in our culture, you know, because even me growing up, you know, I seen drinking when we were happy, drinking when we were sad, you know. And when you become an adult, you all you know is from with your childhood and a lot of times. And you still use those things until you learn better. And I think that that's one tool that we utilize in the wrong way. Right. And don't know the difference between a celebration as it refers to the same party favors being there. Right. Those same party favors are there at a funeral and they're there at the birthday party. So right. then you're confused about what those tools are for. You think that you're supposed to do that when you're happy and sad and you realize that when right. you do use any sort of drug or use anything to replace feeling your real emotions, you're actually becoming an addict or putting forth an effort to replace something with that. And it's right. just never a good look when you're when you're doing that. Right. right. It doesn't work out that way. Right. But um, I think uh, that sets us up nicely to go to the grill. Let's take it to the grill, y'all. Let's burn some stuff up, man. Be a DJ Butter. On the grill today, we're talking Jay Dilla. I know you know Jay Dilla. Uh, he's was so synonymous and well-known in Detroit for all of his work. So I wanted to put that on the grill today because of us talking about Detroit hip hop. I don't think that we can talk about it without mentioning his no. name. No. So I wanted to find out with you, cause especially this year, 2021 marks the 20th anniversary of his um, Welcome to Detroit uh, record. And so I just wanted to learn a little bit more from you about who he was to the city of Detroit. Well, in our hip hop circle, it was like, um, you know, Dilla was like, it was like a template, like to say, man, this guy, he he's making money off his music. Right. You know, he's a provider. Mm-hmm. You know, he can pay his own car. No, he's pulling up at the hip hop shop one one month with a BMW, and three months after that, it's a Lexus truck. Or, right. And he was our success story for us to tell our mom and dad, our friend is on. You know, he mm-hmm. he's making more money than you this year, dad. You know, <laughs> this type of thing. You know, and it right. it was it was beautiful to see that and mm-hmm. to see him him able to put his own solo album out and you know and to see the uh he he kind of seen his flowers before he passed away right not like like i wanted him to see like proof needed to see his flowers yeah proof did yeah because it, it, it's like um we were tolerated for so long mm-hmm. you know it's, just, it's like even with dilla it was it was kind of hard to see him go to new york and and they, they taking credit for his production. Yeah. But to, to see him come out of that and do his own solo album and, you know, he showed that he, he found his own his own independent label to work with. Mm-hmm. You know, we stayed on Log Cabin and uh, he stayed on a six mile side. I stayed on a Puritan side. Okay. On the same block. So I used to 
always see him, you know. I always start, his girlfriend used to always come down to my my grandfather's house and mm-hmm. you know kick it with us because she was cool with my cousin Shannon. So she used to always talk about uh, you know Buster Rhymes calling and all this this spectacular stuff and right. Uh, it was beautiful to um to see JD um you know go through that and um he used to call me and you know I used to do this magazine called Funky Fresh in the Flesh. Mm-hmm. And, and he used to he used to call me man f everybody butter you got to put me on the front cover you know <laughs> forget all them other people you got to put me on the front you know and and i didn't see it you know you know eventually i saw it i used to just put slum village on the cover to kind of balance it out you know right right you know but um just to see that it was, it was a beautiful thing you know i think he didn't I think he left kind of, I think knowing him, he was sick and, you know, being in, from Detroit, I think he didn't want us to see him like that. Yeah. Cause we, we never seen him vulnerable. I, I think, um, and a lot of my friends kind of going through that, you know, just, we, 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 we faking it to make it kind of, you know, it's like, instead of saying, yo, I'm sick y'all, or I'm on these drugs y'all, you know, come, you know, come through. I want to make sure I leave some of my legacy in your hand, or yeah, you know, you know, just even before Proof died, I heard he was around here, just miserable because him and Eminem wasn't talking, and a lot of things I'm hearing. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. You know, I think we we kind of tolerate each other too much instead of just saying, you know, I have to tell my friends, hey man, I'm your fan. You know, I'm not jocking. Don't take this wrong, but right. You know, you could take over the globe, bro. Let's let's think that way, you know? Yeah. yeah. You know, it, seeing Dilla, you know, on stage like that in a wheelchair and in a hospital, you know, making beats on stage, performing, it's like, we don't have no time to play around. You know, you no, just, no. you know. And the fact that um, he basically taught himself kind of how to make beats and stuff from the old school cassette player, you know, recording <laughs> and play. Yeah. Came I was wow. like, this dude is just a genius. He was a genius. Alien. For Alien. Real. Yeah. He didn't even look at the drum machine instructions. He, it was just not, he wasn't trying to be one, two, three. He wasn't a one, two, three type of guy. And that's, that's what I learned about him. Not to be so accessible. You know, he, he was Batman all the time, you know? Yeah, yeah. But I gotta mention what you said in reference to, in our culture, just in general, we don't let each other know that we're hurting. You know, I just lost a good friend of mine and he had sugar diabetes. But he never let nobody know. So when we heard that he he looked like he was in great shape and all of that and then just had a stroke, we were just like, well, he's in good shape. How, you know, what happened? And then we found out he had sugar diabetes and never wanted anybody to know. And then you're coming over and we're doing New Year's or whatever together. And you're the first one having a glass of wine. So if I would have known he had sugar diabetes, and we sitting here, I, let's not do the wine, bro. What can we have that is comparable for what you need to have? Right. Because at the end of the day, there's no celebration in anything unless we're right. taking care of ourselves. 
So, I mean, to be blown back by that, just like what you're saying, like our inability to be vulnerable. Like, I understand why, because we're already being attacked. God forget, for, forbid if I give you one more clue, then you're going to really take me down. So I get the theory, but at the same time, we have to find a way to trust the people that are around us and trust ourselves through whatever the journey yeah. is. Because my friend, we didn't know he had sugar or whatever. They found him, he had a stroke at home by himself and he didn't, his body didn't get found until five days after the fact. That's just devastating to me. Our, the the black man's pride is something else. I yeah. Mean, I, you know, I don't know if we, we try not to look look bad in front of our women or whatever it is or, you know we trying to get that superhero persona but our pride is something else you know yeah I, i've learned that one of my friends had a hit out on him mm-hmm. in december mm-hmm. you know you know the way we were acting he get killed the last that i seen him and he get killed hours after i seen him like he didn't tell me he had a hit out on him None of this stuff. I just like, man, I don't want to ride with you. Right. Speak on things. Like, I, you know, it's something. You know, it really is. Our pride is with, even with each other, you know? Yeah. We got a way out of that. Way terrible. So in reference to, you know, Jay Dilla also, I was really happy that they decided to do a deluxe edition of his um, released his 20, 2001 release because I just think that that meant a lot to the city and it it meant a lot to his legacy and the work that he did do in the business. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about this Dilla Day. Now, is yeah, that something that happens every year in February? Yes, I've been, I've been putting them together. One second, one second, one okay. second, please. had to step away for a minute y'all you know this jay dilla is hot is personal and you know it's real this is where we are right now in terms of our legacy and and some of our greats that we've lost this year you know dmx we lost you know um so many great artists and um that's why me and uh dj butter really want to talk about it in length so um you back now yes i'm sorry about that oh no worries life happens we got (laughs) you know react in it so i just wanted to talk about uh diller day a little bit and why that's such a great thing that you guys were able to put together i think it's through his mom's nonprofit who runs his nonprofit. but tell me a little bit more about that well uh basically i've been doing diller day almost 10 years um uh, Miss Shancy, when we got with Miss Shancy, uh, it was pretty Mom much Dukes. Mom Dukes. Yeah, she pretty <laughs> much was. She was fighting. She was fighting her lupus. Mm-hmm. Her husband was in hospice and and things. Like, and, and just seeing her go through that, yeah, you know, it, it's just like, man, I I want somebody to do this for my mom. Just just yeah. seeing her in the community, 
moving around. She still was hanging out with us. But, you know, her 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 facial features, everything was changing on her. Mm-hmm. It was like, okay, let's give her life. You know, we we did um this album called The Rebirth of Detroit for, you know, A&R that for, and uh, it led on us to do Dilla Days. And, and there's so much elitist stuff going here to where we don't really, uh, we separate each other with if it's a D12 island, a Street Lord island, or a J Dilla island, you know, Royce the Finan island, you know, we, so Dilla's music was able to bring us together, you yeah. know, more, you know, yeah. that, you know, and I try to invite all the gangsters, the, the hip hoppers, all in one, one building, you know, just to, just to do our own little Motown 25 and, in our own little, you know, way, because his music is so, you know, world renowned. So if we can just, you know, get the energy that LA and everybody else get yeah. from us, you know, let's let's empower each other. And I and I take my own money and, and do it, and you know, and get sponsors and, and and you know, charity donations and things like that to just to so my friends can see something every yeah. year. Like, yeah, because yeah, I went through a, a legal issue with, with Shady Records and that, and it's, it was so much, it was like DJ Butter is pretty much, ost- you know, ostracized. He, mm-hmm. you know, he, he's pretty much as worthless. This is what my, my subpoena and things look like how, from their side. Like, Hi. So I took that, that all that energy and said, let me put my own thousands up and, 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 and put money behind you know, people that respect, you know, what I bring to the table. Yeah. And I, I, I'm not letting no man dictate how I eat, you know. Yeah. On no level, yeah. you know. And you and can't. I, I've learned that. a lot of. Uh, yeah, it's just it's crazy, and and it's like L.A. and New York is 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 getting the love off Dylan name and businesses and and, and more business adventures and ventures that we don't get, you know. So. That's what I. That's what I've been doing with my own money. I, I I lose a lot, but you know it is what it is. You know what I'm saying? Right. Ain't no losses. Ain't no, no losses. DJ. Not at all. Don't even not at all. think about it that way, dude. And but so- I'm fighting through the resistance. Of, yeah. of, you know our resistance here is something different. Yeah. Know? We empower some of the wrong people sometimes. You know. Yeah. And that's, that, that's the focus. truth. Yeah. Yeah, that's the truth. But I wanted to ask you too. I know we talk about Jay Dilla, but you had mentioned Proof and D12 and all of those uh, different artists and stuff. Do you know Trick Trick from Detroit? Yeah, of course. Yeah, how can you not, right? <laughs> because you know he he's on that same thing that you're talking about. You know, getting respect yeah. for Detroit artists right. like you guys bring celebration to everybody else and you come to our city and you eat in our city and our people rock with you but our artists don't receive that same thing because I had him on the show too and I mean he was just on one about yeah yeah he the big homie man and so 
That's why I said, man, if I can get DJ Butter too, <laughs> I mean, I'm all up in DJ. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So wow. you know, Trick Trick, he he's a real dude, and I was just really happy to get a man and you. So I had to, you right. know, go wink, wink. Don't yeah. tell me that you can't move in this industry genuinely. Right. Some big people to do things which you genuinely because right. it's about being genuine it's about being and giving again to something bigger than yourself and oh. for some reason those people recognize those people because i mean trick trick could have been like yo dude you ain't me what with Parker? who you know right. he could have played me like that but he's just a genuine dude yeah that's the big one you know, and so I had to ask if you knew him. Yeah. Um, because he, man, and he ain't know where he goes and don't beat that drum for Detroit. <laughs> I'm serious. L.A., with that, yeah. Hawaii, internationally or whatever. Trick Trick is 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 the real big dog. OG, right. real to the core. So, <laughs> right. Um, I just wanted to make sure you know him as well. And his reference to Jay Dilla, man, I mean, he was an icon to us. And, and I really am glad that you keep you, you know, working with his mom and just the city of Detroit, that you guys continue to push forward his legacy because people need to see that because despite of him being sick, despite of his circumstances, he still made sure that he did his job here on earth, which was the totally. leading example for us to learn how to fight. Right. So, you know, we love you, Jay Dilla, and you will, you're, you've been missed, but let me tell you, a lot of us are gaining momentum and, and understanding on how we need to do and be better while yes. we're here. And yes. uh, you're one of them, DJ Butter. Thank you. Thank you. You know, um, you and Mom Dukes is keeping it running. Yes. You know, yes. so shout out to her too. And yes. I think we heard that. <laughs> up so let's take that off the grill let's take it off the grill and get okay. back to these questions so um i wanted to ask you too who you got who's your top five in hip-hop right now oh wow um and tell me why what nas nas of course because he he forever keep it he keep it new yeah you did. know yeah, he's just keeping no um two uh wow. I'ma always be a Tupac fan, you know. You know, I cannot, you know, Pac is like a page in my book, you know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I just my mother was a Pac fan, so you know, that's I mean you can ride down the street and see oh we're playing Tupac in Detroit, you know. Oh yeah. Yeah, he Tupac um Three, uh, as far as hip hop, uh, always, I always like me being from Detroit. I, I'm, I'm always rooting for Royce the Five Nine. You yeah. know, I grew up with Royce. Uh, just, just to see him trying to conquer what, what, just to see the obstacles he going through. Just being close to Eminem. I always wanted to see him, you know, outshine that, and, and, you know, whatever, whatever good come with that, get it, and whatever don't, you know, outshine it, you know. Yeah. Um. Man, 
I'm I'm always an Ice Cube fan. You know, I'm still kind of old school with it. I, I'm just seeing him make his transitions, you know, and 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 rappers with their wives always do something to me. Like, yes, see him still with his wife after so many years and doing music and, and like he's talking about how hard this big three is. Yeah. You know, just to see him even taking losses and that, I know that's way harder than the music and his wife still there smiling. Yeah. You know, he's able to bounce, you know, in all different directions with her around and you know, I took that page and even, you know, keep my wife by me, you know. Yeah. It's good stuff. You need the queen, baby. You need yeah. your queen. You need yeah. it. You know, so y'all got to hang with us too in our imperfections, right. you know? Right, right. So, yeah. So you got you got uh, Nas, you got Tupac, you got... Uh, Royce. You got uh, Ice Cube. And who you got your last one? Anybody current or are we staying old school with it? Uh, Nipsey Hussle. Uh, yeah. I'm a, I'm a Nipsey fan. Mm-hmm. Just the, it's deeper than the beat in the rhyme for me. I just you know it's yeah. that's just it. What they embody, how a lot of those guys like Nipsey, just to, it's like he's he was walking college. He was like a you know if you really listen to him, you, you don't have to think illegal all the time. Yeah. You know and he was just he was putting that in a in black man's head, and you know those little tools I got from him it was just you know. I'm that type of guy, you know, just to see, you know, somebody like that can get dropped off in any ghetto and, and survive. Yeah, yeah. Mm. And that's what that is about, man. Yeah. I like you. I like your top five, man. Right. And lastly, how can we follow your movement? Let me know your Instagram, your website, wherever we can keep up with DJ Butter, because, you know, now, dude, you, I mean, you're synonymous with the yard, you know, me and you and, and and just being able to get down like this. So I want to make sure that our audience and, and also myself, well, you know, I'm going to keep up with you, but let the audience know how we can get down and find you. Um, you can check me out on Instagram at I am DJ Butter. Um, you serious about music? Hit me up at Butter174 at Gmail. Um, I, I got the Crazy Noise Production um, Instagram page, um, the, the website DJButter.com. It's going to be updated soon. We got a lot of new music coming on that. Yeah. And, um, yeah, be on the lookout for my album with, with King David and Pace One. Yeah, King David, King David from Schoolcraft and Pace One was one of Eminem's first senseis, you know, so... I'm working with those guys as well so yeah i can't wait i can't wait right. so let's go back to the quote dj butter because it really really laid the groundwork for our conversation today and the quote goes we hope for better things it's shall arise from the ashes and this quote actually came from father gabriel And what he was referring to is that extreme fire that happened in Detroit in 1908 between, you know, before you and I was born. But I just felt like that is so synonymous with Detroit. 
you know, these fires and these major things that happen to occur, like the water and like the elements of that we need to live our lives has occurred in Detroit. And somehow you guys just keep championing on and keep finding ways to recreate yourself. And so when I seen that quote, I was like, man, this is DJ Butter to me. This is a man that regardless of what happens in his life, he's going to find a way to rebuild it. He's going to find a way to retell it. And he's going to find a way to find motivation within it. And so, man, I just think it just went so nicely with everything we talked about, Duke. And and you are fire. Thank you. You are fire. Thank you. Continue to burn, man. (laughs) You know, I can't see it no other way because you ain't got no let go, no give up, no no lack of in your spirit, man. And that's what really, really wanted, compelled me to have you on the show. I was just like, I need a fire. I need somebody that regardless of what they're going through can give us a message right now in 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 all that we're going through that will allow us to see it's not just you it's we that are in this and it's we that have to find within each other and through each other how we can be better in it and i think you are that dude and i commend you for that and uh, appreciate it and I just want to say for my audience, thanks so much to tune, for tuning in today. We had a great conversation with an amazing person that you guys can continue to watch grow and ignite and continue to prosper and, and be creative in everything that he does. And I would like to ask you guys to subscribe to the YouTube channel. I'm jocking for likes, comments, and all those things so that we can be large on their system. Not in our system, but theirs. Because in our system, we're already huge. Because we have amazing people that come through here and they give all of their experiences they pour it into the yard and and that's why we call this the backyard because it's synonymous with our culture and the things that we learned about each other everything we had every celebration was in the backyard and that's what we do here we celebrate and we share here and i just want to say thank you so much to my man my new friend Jay Butter, Lacewood <laughs> boy, Detroit's in the house. Yes. Y'all know what it is. And yes. when you see DJ Butter, man, you see Detroit. Believe right, me, right. he don't stop. He sleeps nah. and 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 really focuses on bringing his city up. So to all of you out there, thanks again for tuning in, and let's talk express relate relate and connect next sunday at two you know what we do over here stay up fam and stay safe and keep your mental health where it needs to be you got anything to tell them dj butter before we go pace one coming soon uh come home soon t stucky yeah Yeah, shout out, man. So you guys have an amazing, amazing Sunday. And we'll see you next Sunday at 2. We love you guys and we're out. Peace.